Hello, welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast. This is your host, Eddie Cohn. Welcome all my new followers across the world. I've been getting a lot of new followers thanks to my podcast host that's been featuring me on their website over the last couple of weeks, which is fantastic. So welcome. If you're new to the show, I talk a lot about how I think Instagram, specifically Instagram and technology are ruining the world. And if that's hard to swallow or absorb or digest, I do think technology is ripping our souls out from underneath us. And again, I know that's a very harsh thing to say, but I think technology is dehumanizing human beings. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. Not too long of a guest, or not too long of a show, rather. I do have Meredith Fogg Libros, yoga teacher here in Los Angeles. I'm still in the midst of editing that, but that should drop everywhere in the next couple days, probably on Monday or Tuesday. But I wanted to share a couple stories and talk about a TED Talk with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I won't play the whole podcast, or I won't play the whole TED Talk. You should go to YouTube or wherever and and watch it. It's not very long. It's like 13 minutes. But a couple things. I've been thinking about attention, and Joseph talks a lot about it on his TED Talk. But I was at the pool today. I swim at this Santa Monica College pool a couple times a week, and it's a long course, 50 meters. It's an Olympic-sized pool. I typically go there a couple times a week, and most people that are going there 90 to 95% are going there to swim for exercise, get in their cardiovascular routine. And typically there's swim teams there. Most men or women are wearing some sort of Speedo type of swim outfit or swim cap to help facilitate the faster, more cardiovascular related workouts. Um, so I'd finished my workout and I'm just sitting outside getting a little bit of sun and drying off. And this woman walks up to the pool and she's wearing this kind of sexier type of bathing, one piece bathing suit. And it says the word sassy on the front in big letters. And she goes to this lane at the pool where it's coned off and it's meant for a swim team. And so clearly I could tell that she probably hasn't been there before. Uh, Anybody that's been there before knows that if there's a blue cone put on this lane, that you should more than likely not be swimming there. So the lifeguards tell her, you know, hey, you can't swim there. Um, You have to swim in one of these other four lanes that don't have a cone in front of it. So the next thing she does is she puts her legs in the pool and again, she's she's swimming in a pool that is primarily designated for people that are there, that know how to swim, are there for a workout. There's another pool there that's maybe two or three feet deep that is typically reserved for people that don't really know how to swim well uh, or for kids that are learning how to swim. So she then puts her feet in the fast lane, sort of the quote-unquote lane that is designated for more of the faster swimmers, and her hair is very long. Normally, again, when somebody is about specifically a woman ha- that has so such long hair is swimming at this pool, they normally put it in a uh, swim cap. So 
she jumps in and she starts doing this really slow breaststroke. And again, she's in a lane where men and women are really good swimmers. So she's clueless. I mean, she's getting in the way of these other swimmers that are trying to get their workout workout on. And she's going really slow. And she she clearly shouldn't be in that lane. And I'm wondering if the lifeguard's going to say anything to her. So she goes down once. She swim, and she's not wearing any goggles. She's doing like this really slow breaststroke with her head elevated up in the air. And she's swimming really slowly. She comes back and she takes her time. Again, still getting in the way of other swimmers. And I could see a couple of swimmers in the lane were getting a bit perturbed that, you know, why is she, why is she in this lane? She should be in the slow lane or she should be in another pool. So she goes back once and then she takes about a five minute break and then she does does one more time down all the way towards the end and comes back and she jumps out of the pool and she towels off and she puts on these sunglasses, these very fashionable sunglasses, and she sort of like whisks her hair around and sort of uses her hand to get a little bit more poofy and she puts this towel around her neck and then she pulls out her phone and she goes on this five minute selfie binge where she's showing off her body and her hair and how she's at the pool. (laughs) I'm just wondering, did she come here to get in her workout like everybody else? Or did she go to the pool just so she could get in some post-pool selfies for all of her Instagram followers? Just a funny story that I I wanted to share, and it sort of ties in with this TED Talk that I want to play for you. Just a little clip. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's a famous actor. I've been thinking a lot about Instagram and attention. And look, part of the reason why I became fascinated by technology and Instagram and how it sort of rips our souls out from underneath us is... You know, I'm an I'm creative. I'm an artist. I've been writing a book for the like the last 18 months. And it requires such attention, such precision to detail, such focus. And I certainly similarly to Joseph get caught up in the minutia of technology. So I've been thinking about this word attention. And I've been thinking about why is it that people need so much attention now? How did that happen? Because when I see somebody on Instagram posting four, five, six posts a day, I don't see anything other than somebody who screams of insecurity, who is dying for attention. When I see somebody who takes their shirt off all the time or quite often and poses in a Speedo or half-naked bikini shots five, six times a week and posts 25, 30, 40 Instagram stories a day, I see somebody who is screaming for attention. That's all I see. Anything that they could possibly say underneath their photos to me is meaningless because what the photo 
and the amount of photos where people are constantly showing off their body or storing everything that they're doing, all I see is somebody screaming for attention. And I think to myself, how did that happen? How did getting attention be so vital for people to have to have? I get the feeling that people are doing things in their lives now merely for the attention. And I don't know how that happened. I don't know how this cycle was created. Maybe it was merely because of Instagram and technology where people get hooked off the dopamine, off the likes, off of the attention. And believe me, you know, part of me feels and people have told me you need to post more on Instagram and share more of what you're doing. But I mean, truthfully, I, I have so many things going on creatively where I I don't want to spend hours posting and and being absorbed with Instagram. I want to be absorbed with the creative projects that I'm doing. And it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole. And so Joseph Gordon-Levitt talks about that on his TED Talk. He talks about this idea of wanting attention versus paying attention, which I don't think any of us are doing. And before I play this clip, this is why I think there is such an invasion happening. I refer to technology and cell phones as an invasion. If you go into an office building, I want you to do me a favor today or over the next few days. If you work in an office, if you go out to dinner, don't bring your phone and just look around at what 80 to 90% of their of the people are doing. They all are staring at their phones. There is no more human one-on-one interaction happening. And sometimes when I'm in an elevator and I look around and see four people all staring at their phones, I'll make a comment or or say anything just to see if I can snap anybody out of their slumber as they're staring at their phones. It is a crisis happening. I really believe these phones and technology and the need for attention, the need for dopamine hits, has created a national attention crisis where people are not paying attention, they're merely seeking more attention. So I want to play a clip for you from Joseph's TED Talk, and then I'll speak a little bit about it. And then um, I'll be on my way. I'll be on my way. And then in no time at all, it started having an impact on my dearly beloved creative process. It still does. I try not to let it. But, you know, I'll be sitting there, like, reading a script. And instead of thinking, okay, how can I personally identify with this character? Or how is the audience going to relate to this story? I'm like, what are people going to say about this movie on Twitter? And what will I say back? That'll be good and snarky enough to get a lot of retweets, but not too harsh because people love to get offended and I don't want to get canceled. These are the thoughts that enter my mind while I'm like, supposed to be reading a script, trying to, you know, be an artist. And I'm not here to tell you that technology is the enemy of creativity. I don't think that. I think tech is just a tool. 
It has the potential to foster unprecedented human creativity. Like, I even started an online community called Hit Record, where people all over the world collaborate on all kinds of creative projects. So I don't think that social media or smartphones or any technology is problematic in and of itself. But if we're going to talk about the perils of creativity becoming a means to get attention, then we have to talk about the attention-driven business model of today's big social media companies. So this will be familiar territory for some of you, but it's a really relevant question here. How does a social media platform like, for example, Instagram, make money? It's not selling a photo-sharing service. That part's free, so what is it selling? It's selling attention. It's selling the attention of its users to advertisers. And there's a lot of discussion right now about how much attention we're all giving to things like Instagram. But my- Yeah, so definitely suggest heading over to YouTube or to TED Talk app and watch and listen to Joseph's uh, TED Talk about attention. Let me see, what is it called? How craving attention makes you less creative. I f- feel the insecurity around me in the world. I feel people unsure of themselves. And the more somebody screams, the more somebody posts on Instagram, the more I just feel their insecurity, their dying need, their addictive need for attention. I think a lot of addicts, I think a lot of people who have been in broken relationships I think a lot of ex-models, actors, crave attention and love Instagram because it fills that deep, dark hole of feeling alone, feeling insecure. And instead of putting in the work, going to therapy, meeting somebody face-to-face, they would rather fill those voids with technology, fake dopamine hits. And I start to think to myself, and I'll leave you with this, why do people feel as though their life should be broadcasted all the time? I mean, why should somebody think that their every move, why, why, in what headspace does somebody arrive to the place where they think their life is so interesting that they should post 15, 20, 30 Snapchat videos or Instagram stories about where they eat, what they do all the time. And it's a need for attention. Why does somebody feel as though they should be posting perfect photos all the time on a social media platform? Because they are screaming for attention. And I even have a friend who posts videos And, you know, she's getting a thousand, two thousand views, three thousand views. And she said something to like to me, like, oh, my God, I'm getting all these views. I've got to keep doing this. And I didn't say this, but she's clearly getting addicted to the attention. And when you see that you're getting a thousand views, I mean, those numbers increase the ego and they also make you crave for more. It's a dangerous cycle 
that ultimately leaves people unsatisfied and it leaves people staying on the platform. I just, I think Instagram and technology have literally stripped our souls down to machines and robots. And if you're not careful, if you don't set, turn your phone off and turn notifications off, you're going to get wrapped up in that meaningless, shallow cycle of tech and Instagram. And as Joseph said, and I've said this many times before with my guests, technology in and of itself is fantastic, but it feels to me as though people can't handle the tech and it's starting to overcome them and they start, people are relying it na- relying on it for everything to fill all of their needs, to fill all of their holes, which ultimately is just creating more shallow behavior and a shallow mindset. Just some thoughts I had today on Saturday. <laughs> I guess it was inspired by Joseph's TED Talk. It was inspired by this woman at the pool this morning. And I think it was also just inspired by the conversation that I had with Meredith a few days ago. Actually, it was about a week ago. And as I was, listen, as I was listening to it and, and editing it, it just was making me think about this the difference between... It was making me think about this concept of paying attention, listening, not craving attention, but as Joseph says, paying attention. Again, Meredith Fogg-Libros, yoga teacher here in Los Angeles. That'll hit live on all podcast sites um, Monday or Tuesday. And for now, as always, if you dig the show, you can support it by visiting my Patreon at patreon.com backslash Eddie Cohn. I have a new website, iameddiecone.com, that should be dropping in the next couple weeks. So you can join my mailing list there. You can support my Patreon there. Head over to iTunes and write a quick review for the show. Share it with friends. And for now, I guess that's it. Thanks again. Meredith Fogg Libros. That podcast should drop in the next couple days. Thanks so much for listening and supporting the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. <laughs>